You good? Are you licking your mic right now? It's my lollipop. It's your lollipop. <laughs> All right. Let's kick this Let's show off. This. You ready? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another beautiful episode of the Hustle and Grind podcast. My name is Jason Hartwell from JK Blades with Mr. Nicholas Token Tobin from Pickle Cutters. Back in the house. And we actually got a lot of shit to talk about today because it's been a while. Usually it's not, but it's been a while. Yeah, first things first is you never say Nicholas again. Never say Nicholas again. Well, that's so, what's written on your email, so, you know. Yeah, but still. <laughs> I got a new email. It's pickle cutters now. So. All right, well, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. So what's been going on, man? We're oh, no, overdue. On. All kinds of shit has been going on. You know, we tried recording last week, and uh, that failed, so we had to meet up today, get that going. Almost failed again, but we uh, fixed the problem this time. We fixed the problem, and it's always so simple, right? I know, right? There was a wire unplugged. Fucking USB cable. Whoever yeah. unplugged it. You suck. Whatever yourself, you know. Yeah, do that. You, you suck. You unplug yeah. something, fucking plug it back in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. That but anyway, yeah. we're fixed now. So I think it's official that I'm losing my brain. Like you just mentioned, we didn't get a chance to record last week because we came up here and something was unplugged and all that. So we normally record on Thursdays. I normally come up here at some point over the weekend and I type in the description and publish it and all that shit. So Friday night I was thinking about what I was doing over the weekend when I was going to have time to get up here. And dude, I swear I spent half an hour trying to remember what the hell we talked about on the podcast so I could come up with a title. Then I remembered there was no fucking podcast. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the brain bone is about gone. Yeah. yeah. yeah my brain's fucking, I got to get my shit together there because I'm uh, been focusing on uh, all that forging and uh, trying to get some forge welds to set, get some, you know, get some successful forge welds. Yeah. And, uh, set. But nope, not working. I got to step away from that for now and focus on my orders because Christmas is not too far away. No, it's not at all, dude. It's creeping up so freaking fast. So, uh, Speaking of Christmas orders, I got I got a couple more orders in over the last week, and I think I'm going to give it until probably the last week of November, and I'm going to not take Christmas orders anymore. I just about to the point where if I take another order now, I can't guarantee it the way I would want to. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, definitely, I'm not taking Christmas orders anymore because I got plenty on my plate right now for the rest of the year. You know, I got work for the rest of the year and some. Yeah. So uh, I've got some work that I've done that needs handles that's available, you know. Yeah. So I've got, you know, two in the works that are going to be available. And I got one that is a prize from one of the raffles. Nice. Yeah, that big nine-inch chef knife. Was that one of the... uh one of the build your own knife or did you build that and then raffle yeah. that knife off? It was a build your own knife. Cool. Yeah. He had, a, it was actually a, no, actually it was a, he had one, one, 
one of the folders because it was the last folder raffle I had. Right. Where uh, I was raffling off two folders, you know, build your folder. And he won one of those, but he, he, he had one before that. And he had just gotten that knife, and then I pulled another raffle for the folders, and then he won that. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he's like, well, I don't really want a folder, but I'd like to get something for my wife and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I one day I started forging out something big, and I came up with that. And I was like, if you want to pay the difference, this is available. And he's like, fuck, yeah. So I was like, all right, well, if everything goes good, he treats she's yours. So. Good deal. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, that collaboration that I've been talking to you about with uh, Kyle, Sharky? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. That, that was, uh, that was a, a big seller. It's gone. Something not completed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're not even heat treated, and they're sold. They are paid for in full. So, sorry, guys, if you wanted a Ninja Turtle knife and wanted to look at them and decide when they're done, that's no longer an option. So, yeah. I mean, it sucks for you, but it made me really excited. But it, it made me feel good when the guy texted me because uh, he said, hey, man, I'm interested in that set. And I heard you talking about him and all this stuff, and he doesn't. I don't even think he knows we've got a podcast, but, you know, he's uh saw the previews for it that I put on the Instagram. And he's got it's, – it's kind of a funny story. He bought uh, – his brother won a giveaway that I did. I think it was like 500 followers. I did a little mini cleaver giveaway. Yeah, yeah. And uh, his brother won it. And they were both kind of in the running for it. So he liked it so good, he bought himself one. And then I guess his brother wanted to one-up him, so his brother bought a little EDC. And then he bought another knife. And then one of their their friends that they work with, he ordered four knives from me all at once. And now now it's kind of like this little dick swinging contest you know what i mean they all keep going back and forth to see who's got more of them which is fine with me but uh yeah he's uh i think he's up to about eight or ten at least now i am and i gave him a price on it and he said well let me think about it and i said well they're they're not even done you know what i mean so you definitely no hurry because we me or kyle neither one has put up any kind of preview picture so to speak i guess of what they're going to look like we just advertise the handle material and so i sent him two pictures of unfinished you know just the knives kind of roughed out on the bench and about 10 minutes later he texted me and said i'll take both of them or i'll take all of them so uh what he did is he talked to his brother and they talked about it and they said it was a shame to break up the set so i think they're going halves on it nice which is fine with me my whole payment came through i don't care who gets what knife once it gets to them Exactly. They could do whatever they want with them after that. Yeah, for sure. But they're coming along good. I got the, uh, all the bevels are ground in, all the pre-heat treat bevels, and I started working on file work, and that's just a slow process. I mean, there's I've tried to use a Dremel before and to speed it up. Not for me. I mean, one little bump, and it's, it's done. You know what I mean? Like, you've screwed up the pattern. Yeah. And, it's, I would just rather take it slow with a hand file and get in there. I did go yeah. pick up a couple of brand new files just to make it a little easier, but no Dremel for me. Ooh. <laughs> so what's been going on with your uh, forge weld? I heard you were having some complications. Yeah. The pictures you sent me look like it's stuck, though. What's going on? 
And no, it was partially stuck here and there. And then when it came out of quench, it was full of D lamb. So I you uh, know, obviously took it to the vice. Uh, I don't know. And to my eyes, it looks like I'm forging hot enough, you know, and I'm keeping it hot. I'm only doing one run of, you know, hammering. I don't flip it over 10 times, you know, so yeah, I hammer one side and then turn it around, put it in the heat and then hammer the other side and then back to the heat, you know? Right. And uh, it just wasn't working out. You know, I had part that was delammed and it wasn't sticking at all. Everything else looked good. But once I started grinding, I caught a few flux pockets. I was like, all right, so that's not working out really like how I'd want it to. And then I brought it to the quench and then the jacket popped. Mm. I started grinding that and then there was no point because everything else just started popping left and right. And cracks coming out, delams. And I was like, well. Uh, to the vice, took it to the vice, snapped it. Beautiful grain, though. Like, the grain was just amazing. Like, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and I knew, like, I knew there was a bunch of D-lambs in the blade. And uh, and I knew it was going to fucking, so I just brought it to the, the quench anyways, you know. I, I knew it was fail, so I, I wanted to see. So uh, without any thermocycling or anything like that, just one heat straight to Parks 50, took her out. That grain was white. It wasn't even gray. It was white. That's how fine it was. That's good. Yeah. But it just wasn't. But the wells didn't hold. <laughs> I've been lucky, man. I haven't done a whole lot of sand mine in Damascus, but the ones I have done, they have stuck just as perfect as they can be, man. Yeah. Well, I gave up on sand mine until I got a press. Yeah. And I'm working, um, actually fixing on making myself a new forge. I want to make a forge with a ribbon burner. Right. I'm not sure if I'm making my ribbon burner yet or if I'm outsourcing that, but I feel that I don't have the time to make a ribbon burner. And the it's, you know, I got to learn how to make something else. I, I've learning so much lately that I've, I'm fed up with learning. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave the, leave the ribbon burner to somebody else. You know, it's like, you know how to build them, build me one. This yeah. is how yours works. Fine. That video looks great. I'm interested. Sounds good. We'll talk about it in a week or so. Yeah, I've heard uh, Steve Schwarzer can build one hell of a fine ribbon burner. No clue who Steve is. What? Nope. Funny, though, but the guy that I'm talking to for a ribbon burner, his name is Steve as well, but not Schwarzer or whatever you said. Oh, my God, dude. You have got dude. to look up Steve Schwarzer. It's like a knife sin not to know who that is. Oh, uh, you expect to I'm I'm new. I'm new to the knife world. Give me a chance. Okay, <laughs> we'll we'll let you slide on the, on the noob status. Steve yeah. Schwarzer is the godfather of Mosaic Damascus. Right on. And he is he as of right now he is the longest running member or the longest running ABS master smith. I think he's he's pushing eighty years old now, but he's still okay. like. So if I reach over and I open up one of these books. He's probably in there. Absolutely, without a doubt. <laughs> he probably wrote half of the articles in those books. Sorry, Steve. Yeah. So uh, I, can't, I can't read to save my life. So he's a hell of a cool dude too. So when you got a, a spare minute and you're listening to a podcast and you're all caught up and need to find something new, I know you've probably heard of the Full Blast podcast before, right? Yep. 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 Jeff Fader interviewed Steve over there on that podcast. Oh, cool. And that was a hell of a show. It was hilarious. So definitely check him out, man. But anyway, um, yeah, he builds he builds everything. 
I mean, Damascus, obviously, but I mean, he builds forges all the time for people. Uh, I don't think someone like me or you would probably even have a chance of getting on his list. I mean, because he is just, he's at the top of the line. You know what I mean? Nice. So my Steve Schwarzer was supposed to be like a joke. Like, yeah, right. Like I can get one of his, but you know, <laughs> turn it, turn it into a class instead. Yeah. You've educated me and I now will go to bed uh, as stupid. tonight. Well, you'll just, uh, you'll know the name if you hear it again. Yeah. I'll be a tad bit smarter on the, yeah. on the, <laughs> on the person subject. Yeah. We met him at blade show last year, man. And if you look at him, like on his videos or whatever, he's an old guy. He looks like an old dude, but he's in great shape. Obviously, he's still forging every freaking day, but nice. he's a big-ass dude. Like, I shook his hand, and I bet you his fingers was just about touching on the backside of my hand. <laughs> I mean, he's a he's just a beefy, big-ass dude. Are you sure it's not just your mitts that are small? I mean, I got regular-sized ones, I guess. Hell. I've got, I've got big heads. I've got a big head, like I could hide behind my. I could hide behind my hand, so yeah, long but skinny. I got sausage fingers. <laughs> I got crooked ass fingers. Look at that finger right there, man. It's that's as straight as straight as it'll go. All right, enough of this finger showing shit on fucking Zoom, man. right? We got to remember other people are listening to this next week. But yeah, that finger came off, and that's as as straight as I could sew it back on. <laughs> but it, no, this episode is coming out tomorrow. Shit! So when we're done here, I got to stay and do all the all the stuff, the fun stuff. Yeah, all that computer work, publishings, and whatnots. But uh, yeah, man, uh, I've been having fun in my shop the past couple of weeks, man. I don't know what's happened. Like, I'm still doing the same work I've always been doing, obviously. But I don't know. When I go down there now, I'm getting all my orders like I'm supposed to. And I've been working on every time I do like a batch for heat treat or whatever, I just yep. throw one extra knife in there of something, you know, just something I feel like making and trying to stock up for doing the shows and all. But just being able to throw that one extra knife that doesn't have a name on it into yeah. the batch and work on something a little different here and there, that's a ton of fun. But something's just kind of come over me, man. And I don't, it's like an appreciation feeling like that I'm able to do this. Just, just a real and cool feeling. Yep. Yeah. I, no, I know I know the feeling, trust me. I've been enjoying the shit out of life here lately. I mean, not that I haven't before, but it's know. a better feeling than the feeling I've had today. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, today, man, I went to the shop and I could not I couldn't get in the groove. You know what I mean? I just I started sweeping and I paused for like ten minutes on my phone. Cause I went to start a podcast and I had that little Instagram bubble that popped up yeah. that told me I had a notification. So duh, I clicked that like an idiot. And then I got the scrolling thing where I just zoned out. Yeah. But I finally clicked into it and got some work done. No, I was all about working this morning when I went in cause I had set the welds on that billet last night and every, like I said, everything looked good. And then I started forging it out today, and then when I turned it on its side to start drawing it out, I had one of the corners pop. I was like, I was like oh, shit. So uh, then after that, you know, tried to keep it, you know, right. And everything else looked nice and good, so I figured there was no problem. But 
Turns out there's plenty of problems. <laughs> <laughs> so when you weld up your stack, are you completely welding the seams? Are you just spot welding it or what? Yeah, I'm just tacking it like you know, like on a four-inch billet. I got I, I weld the ends like and two spots in the middle of the billet. Yeah. Know, so it shouldn't be a problem. You know, some people do it with fucking wire. So yeah that's true that's true what i do normally well every time i've ever done it because i did it this way once and it worked and i figured it was just beginner's luck but i've done it every way the same way and it's worked every single time is i i spot weld it you know all four corners a couple times down each side but then i put it in a vise and take a flap disc on the angle grinder yep and just grind it smooth but you know on a flap disc if you grind it just right you you can lose where the layers are you know what i mean it'll look like just one solid mass of steel from the side and all it is is that burr kind of laying over and filling that gap yeah but i don't know if that helps in keeping the air out because i mean a d-lam is air getting in there oxidizing and forming that layer and all that weird shit because my steel was clean right as clean as it could be you know and i got the surface grinder attachment so there's no scale there's no nothing there's you know it's clean steel acetone and then weld everything and then soak in acetone take it out of there and then soak it in kerosene and then fucking take it to the forge get it red flux the shit out of it throw it back in there get it simmering white and it failed that's true <laughs> you probably have some leftover acetone in there that shit will leave a nasty residue i don't know what the fuck it was but i don't care anymore i'm not attempting it anymore until i get a press so when are you building a press Surely you're going to build one, right? I'm definitely going to be building a press, but I just don't know when. Yeah. Just got so much shit to take care of by the end of the month, like with the, the business thing and all that. Right. You know, by the, by the end of the month, everything should be done and said, and I shouldn't have to worry about anything anymore. Everything will be done and said. So, and uh, I'll have some funds. So let me ask you this. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get into your personal business about how much money you make and all that. But when you're going about it legit the way you're doing, yeah. obviously you've got you to put money back into the business, right? So Pickle Cutters yep. is the name of the store. You, yes, sir. You've got to put money back into Pickle Cutters to keep it running. Yes, so, sir. So do, are you taking like a percentage? Because you've got to eat too. Yeah, you know, are you taking like a percentage of each sale, or are you doing it monthly? Or are you paying yourself, say, a thousand dollars a week? You know, whatever it may be, x amount of dollars, like a payroll type thing. I haven't really gotten to that yet either. That's something else I got to take care of. Is how am I going to manage that? You know, that's something I've always been curious about because yeah. it's real yeah, easy though. Like I got my bank account open and I got money in there for pickle cutters. You know, there's money there. Orders right. come in and money goes there. Uh, as of that, you know, I got money coming into my personal bank account too. Cause like I said, where, where, where I went to get my, uh, that small business place there, uh, they hooked me up for a year and a half with uh, 350 bucks a week. So, you know, I get like a check from them, you know, kind of like on their payroll, if you want to say. That's so freaking cool, dude. I don't think that's gotta be like a Canadian thing. America. Yeah, well, it's, it's hooked up with the government. You know, it's like right. unemployment. It's through unemployment. So every two weeks, I get $700. That's badass, dude. Yeah, and then 
I get whatever make from knives and I got a, you know, saving account that I got to put the money from my taxes into there. So when it comes to my quarter that my money's there, you know? Right. Yep. Yeah. I got to get all legit. I got to do it, man. I'm still kind of, I guess you'd call it under the table because all my shit goes through Venmo and pen pal right into the, the joint bank account with me and my wife, you know, just with the rest of the money. Oh, he was B. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. (laughs) I know, dude. Like I said, it's been one of those days. So when I finished that, when I snapped that blade, I should say, well, you know, I was kind of angry a little bit. (laughs) So I had to do something and make it right, you know? So I just, one blank that I had forged out needed to be ground out. So I took that to the grinder and then. You know, trying to get fancy with some clay there and got a homeown on there and got that heat treated and it's in the oven right now. So For y'all listening that don't know why the hell I just laughed and said, damn, Pickle just let out this yawn or whatever you want to call that thing. It looked like a tiger growl on mute or something. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it looked like a a good one. Yeah, I'm beat. It was like I said, it's one of those days. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the the daylight saving time shit too. I didn't get much sleep over the weekend either. I went down to go see my girlfriend, so I hadn't seen her in three weeks. So just imagine the sleep I got. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure, plenty of it. Yeah, not enough of it actually, but uh, sure. Yeah, plenty of other stuff, but yeah, of course. But yeah, yeah, I had the kids this weekend, man, and holy shit, it. it I only get them every other weekend. I'm a divorced dad, you know, remarried now, happily, all that stuff, duh. But I don't get a whole ton of time with them. So when I do get time with them, I don't like to spend a bunch of time in the shop. I try to do things with them. They're at that age now to where two out of three of them, they're dicks. (laughs) I mean, they are hard to be around, bro. And I feel bad because, you know, I'm trying to – be a good dad and spend time with them and all this but i really want to go to the shop you know what i mean <laughs> sorry um, if i'm laughing but no i'm serious I, no kids, I wouldn't understand but if your kids are being dicks yeah dicks. i could understand why you'd want to be down in the shop yeah so my oldest boy he's my golden child it's, that's my best little buddy he's 11 and he went through his little dickhead stage but he's out of it now like he's just a he's a cool ass little dude now he went to uh a Buffalo Bills football game on Sunday. So he got picked up early and I was left with the little two, the little two, you know, the dicks. And, uh, (laughs) they just don't get along. That's all they do is fight. And probably by 11 o'clock, 11 30 in the morning, I had done offered them, you know, let's go here. Let's do this. Let's do that. They don't want to do nothing. All they want to do is fight and argue. So, uh, they finally pissed me off one too many times. And my boy is nine and has a fucking iPhone, but I didn't buy that. I don't, I don't support that. I don't agree with that, but whatever, you know? Yeah. So that's I, kind of funny. yeah, I told him, I said, get on that phone and call Nana. See if you can go over there. I'm tired of gas. <laughs> and he called his Nana, my mom. And, uh, he came around the corner and he said, she said, yes, sir. We can go over there. I said, get in the truck. <laughs> I took them across town and dropped them off with Nana. I mean, like I said, man, it's it's hard to be a dad. I'm sure it's even harder if you've got your kids 
twenty four seven, or I don't know. It might be easier because I it think it might be easier because they would there wouldn't be the influence of two different households exactly. And it's almost like when they come to my house, they don't respect me. You know what I mean? Because it's like a little mini vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess maybe if I had them twenty four seven, I could be on them more. You know, to do right. <laughs> You're gonna say beat them <laughs> if needed. Hey. I got in the yard and picked your own damn switch. I did oh, it. Oh, boy, am I glad I didn't have kids. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> so I've done good so far. You know, I'm going on 41, no kids. Not that I know of, but. Right. Yeah. yeah, we told them the other day, we were talking about, me and my wife, we're talking about moving to North Carolina. And uh, that's where we're moving. We done got it set in our heads when these kids are grown. We gone. So uh, my oldest boy heard me. He said, what? North Carolina, when are y'all moving? I said, as soon as I get all three of y'all paid off, I'm out of here. Bounce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I just, do y'all have mountains up in Canada? I'm sure, it's, I'm, I know the country's got <laughs> mountains somewhere. <laughs> Let me backtrack a little. I know Canada has a mountain in it somewhere. There is a flat part of Canada. That's where actually uh, Justin and uh, Lyndon are from uh, the Forge Site Chat yeah. podcast. They're from Manitoba. That's pretty flat out there. Uh, but uh, no, we're full of mountains. What about where you're at? I'm mountain right in my backyard, dude. I literally cross the swamp, cross the dirt road, and then I'm walking up a mountain. Dude, I'm telling there is something in the air on a mountain oh it's beautiful up there yeah it just it makes life just slow down it seems like the mountain back in my backyard uh up there there used to be a fire tower like a fire watch tower up there that was fucking amazing but it got sold they took it down but uh when you're up there and you look out like you see into the states and all that and the river the whole valley and the just endless sight of mountains like Mountains galore. Yeah, dude, it's so freaking beautiful up there. But, hey, I, I, I don't think I've mentioned this to you. Uh-oh. Change, change the subject. I don't know why this came to mind right now, but uh, maybe because one of the 10 messages I just got in the past five minutes was maybe him, but uh, I'm getting a new toy. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't tell you about, you know, new toy that goes fast. It throws sparks. New toy goes fast, throws sparks. Yeah, it sits on my bench hmm. with my two other ones. You getting a new grinder? Oh, yes, I am. What are we getting this time? I am having a plate kit from Richard Beck sent to me. Wow. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So I'm getting the uh, the BA shredder, right? Yeah. So I've been talking with him, and uh, I don't know if I should be saying this, so maybe I won't. Probably but, not. I can tell by the look on your face. Probably yeah, not. But you can uh, tell me later. The first thing above the <laughs> pictures was said was top secret. So there's things that can't be said. I guess. Yeah. I don't want to be no Bob Lazar of the grinder world. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, let me tell you about my grinder. Since you're getting the third grinder, Mr. Fancy Pants, fourth grinder, <laughs> ooh, Mr. Super Fancy Pants, let me tell you about I mine. Wanna, I want to teach classes. If I'm going to teach classes, I'm going to need grinders. And guess what else I'm going to need? You're going to need a good grinder. Yeah. So my <laughs> grinder, it's like four grinders all in one. So I have the Broadback Ironworks 2x72 grinder, and it is the most versatile machine on the market. And they have all the attachments that you could ever imagine. Even if you do not have a Broadback chassis, their attachments will still fit yours, most likely. If you've got some weird Chinese, like, $300 grinder, probably not. But if you have a legit, you know, known grinder all the attachment arms will fit that chassis and check this out if you use the code hustle just hustle and you buy a kit you will automatically get that mareco dp deep platinum for free yeah yeah use that code and i heard from a little birdie that they have a black friday sale going on I believe it's going to start. I'll have to double check. I will double check and know for sure by the next episode. It starts, I want to say like the 21st or 23rd of November. And it runs all the way through till the actual black Friday. So it's not just, you know, you're not going to get up Friday morning at 2 AM and have to rush out and get it. You got time and you got some time to look at the options. And if you get the super mega ultra double bundle deal, it's not really called that, but it's something along those lines. It's like over 500 bucks worth of savings. So you can't go wrong there. That's a lot of coin. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, but anyway, I'm happy you're getting a fourth grinder. <laughs> so proud of you. You know what? You know what makes me even happier is that I get to build it. That's, that's yeah. looking forward to that so much. Like I enjoy building these things. Like, Somebody told me like, "Hey, you want to build grinders all day so I could sell them built?" I'd be all over it. Yeah. Like, Fuck yeah. I bought something from Richard Beck. I don't really know what the hell it was that I bought. <laughs> but but I bought it. I bought it. But it was uh it was you buy this thing and that enters you into the raffle for the he raffled off one of those kits. Yeah. And so I bought one of them things. But it was like it was plan, plans to build something. I think it was some kind of multi-axes uh, system, something, yeah, something like that. And dude, for me to even figure out where that thing is, because it was digital, right? There's no chance in hell I would even know where to find that to even look at it. Like probably your email. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I'm so, like, it's gone forever, dude. But I almost want a grinder. Yeah. Dude, you got me laughing so good. I'm, I'm just beat. I'm tired. I bought uh I bought a couple of raffle tickets for old B Cones auction too. Didn't win that. Yeah. No. Every time I buy something to win, I never win. The only thing I've ever won, I didn't have to buy shit. All I had to do was yeah. like and comment. That, that I never great. win usually and I've won a few times since like knife making things like 
on groups and all that, like giveaways. Yeah. Like and share or whatever, like you said. That's about it. Sticker packs and shit like that. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna do another giveaway once I get to a thousand followers. I don't know what I'm gonna do yet, but you know. I did one at five hundred and I, I did a mini cleaver, you know, neck yeah. knife. And it went good. I got a little bit of traction. But that was the first giveaway I had done, so I don't really know what it would do at a thousand followers versus five hundred. Hopefully yeah. do better. But uh I still got a ways to go before we do that. So much to do. Yeah. So let's check the uh the pickle JK countdown o meter. Oh, I haven't checked in a while. I haven't either. Let's check our followers and, and compare the numbers. And I'm gonna guess you see my phone, I have not even opened the app yet. I'm gonna yep. guess we're within six of each other. No, uh, you you last time I checked you'd gotten some lead. All right. But uh, I guess uh, I think it's uh if I heard right, Brian Cohn said that he'd gotten like some crazy following or views or something on a video where I don't know. I can't I don't I'm just talking nonsense. Yeah, Forget that it. was something to do with his YouTube channel, I believe, because of that build off thing that they did over there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, so I am at seven eighty two. Hold on a second. And me and you have been neck and neck since like three fifty. It's just weird how that has just seemed to work out that way. What did you say you were at? I'm at seven eight two. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> seven eighty two. Are you shitting me? Yeah, we're we're neck to neck, dude. Seven eighty two. We're fucking Yeah, probably won't see mine, but yeah. These fucking reverse cameras are bullshit. But yeah, anyways, uh, that's nuts, dude. <laughs> that is that is nuts. Hey, yeah, I, I, I guess mine went up because last time I checked, I was at like seven sixty or seven fifty something. Or yeah, well, I had hit eight hundred at one point in time. Hey, screenshot that right quick, and then send oh, it to wow. me. All right, what I, do you want me to do with it now? Send it to me. Oh. I'm, I'm going to do like a little collage, a little side by side thing. <laughs> but anyway. um I had got up to almost 800 when Brian House talked about me on the Work For It podcast. Yeah. And I guess, you know, some people just clicked on it just to say, yeah, I went and followed him, and they clicked unfollow, whatever. Yeah. But I I think I was at like 690 when that episode came out, and I'm at 782 now. So that's still a good almost solid 100 followers. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So let's yeah, switch gears a little bit. Today's Monday. Yes. This show's Probably coming out tomorrow. tomorrow. Um, so today on Mondays, what I like to do is listen to the Knife Talk podcast. And, you know, that comes out every Monday. It's a good way to start your work week. Yep. And let me tell you, man, Craig Lockwood's got some pipes on him. That dude can sing. Oh, pipes. Okay. Well, when you're talking about pipes, I'm thinking arms uh, well normally when i would talk about pipes i'd be thinking about like exhaust you know <laughs> vocals, yeah the vocals or whatever yeah, yeah no but yeah that dude he's got a good voice on him man they he sung a song at the end of last week's episode and did another one today and i wasn't really a fan of that particular song or that kind of music but i listened to it because it was him and i was like man he's got some skills but anyway um so I was listening to the podcast and they had all these questions coming in from all different kind of people. 
And for once, I did not hear the word pickle cutters. So yeah. <laughs> I know, weird, right? Try to give other people a chance. Yeah, you got to step back a little bit and just soak in the fame. But Jeff Fader was talking about something. I can't remember what it was. And people DM in the podcast page. And he's like, you know, we don't need this and that, this and that, whatever. There's other podcasts out there trying to be us. Go listen to those podcasts. Listen to all the, the other bullshit guys, those ripoff bootleg podcasts. I think he was talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> I what like, are you going to do about it? <laughs> nothing. Like, cool, thanks. At least say our name when you talk about yeah, us. Exactly, yeah. If you're going to talk shit, at least bring up our names, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, shit, I'll be the bootleg knife talk. Who cares? <laughs> But there's plenty of water in the sea for all of us to swim. Exactly. So um, I had an interesting experience the other day. This is completely not knife-related or not nothing. But uh, you ever go to a restaurant and you have such bad service? Oh, my God. That I it, walk out of those places. It just it almost seems like you're on fucking TV. It's so bad. Yeah. So, so, you know, I told you about that fancy restaurant me and the wife went to up in North Carolina. Yes. super fancy so we decided that was fun we're gonna do it again so we went to applebee's and you know for us that's fancy uh-huh. we, uh we sat at the bar which we like to do just about everywhere we go because we like to talk to people you know we'll sit up there and just chit chat with whoever's around well we went to the bar and all the employees were kind of just gathered around the edge of the bar the bartender was new because she was practicing making all these drinks and stuff we both got a beer, and there was a good three to four inches of foam on the top of the beer. And she set it down. I said, no, 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 that's that's not good. You know, we paid for a whole beer. You know, you should have a half inch ahead on the top of that beer. And she was like, oh, okay, okay, Dan, okay, Dan. And sorry about my accent. That just slipped out of there. That's, you know, that's how she was talking there. But um, she dumped the beer out. And then she did it again. And while she was pouring the beer, she turned her head and was talking to people around her. And she brought it back over. And I said, no, that's, you know, we paid for a full beer. And she's, oh, I know, I know. I do that sometimes. I just, I just wasn't paying attention. And then tried to walk off and leave that foamy beer sitting there. Finally, I got her to come back and pour us another beer. And then we realized that, uh, Everybody was waiting around the bar, all the employees, because there was like three or four new signature drinks that, you know, had just came out and she was practicing making those. So when the she got done practicing, one of the girls took all them drinks to the back. All the employees disappeared to the back. And then another one of the waitresses come running through there and said, all the employees to the back right now, to the back. They cleared out. Everybody went in there, and you heard them screaming and laughing and dancing and chuckling. Now, this whole time, there's one guy that uh, kind of standing off to the side, chit-chatting with a few of them. That's fucked. And uh, there was a couple girls that came in through the side door and were standing at the edge of the kitchen, and they looked like they just crawled out of a cardboard box behind the dollar store. I mean, they were raggedy. They were talking <laughs> to this dude, and they went into the kitchen dressed that way. And the guy was just kind of... I could tell he worked there. He had on like a, a suit top, you know what I mean? But he had on one of them hats, not like a big chef half hat, but yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like a welding hat, but squared off. Instead of a hairnet. Right, right. So I'm thinking, okay, well, that's that's the chef or the cook or whatever. 
Well, whenever they ran to the back, I hollered at that girl. I said, is your manager 21? And he turned and looked. She said, yeah. I said, tell him I need to talk to him. Well, that guy that had been hanging out with him the whole time is the one that walked out. Oh, my God. I said, you're the fucking manager? And he looked at me like all kind of crazy. And he's like, yeah, what seems to be the problem? I just shook my head and kind of smiled. I said, me and you fixing to make a deal. And he looked at me like I was crazy. I said, I'm going to walk out of here right now, and you're going to pay my bill. And by doing so, I'm not going to post all over social media about all these videos that we just took. Because my wife's over there, like, doing all this Snapchat stuff, like, oh, my God, can you believe this? It was like we were on TV is how bad it was. Yeah. And when, when they all ran to the back, the cash drawer was right in front of us behind the bar, wide open. And, uh, like, good thing I'm a nice guy. I could have reached over there and just cleaned it out. Uh-huh. So he was like, oh, well, I got to at least make you pay for the, the alcohol. I said, okay, that's fine. I'll pay for my beer. And uh, I kept telling him, like, you know, all these people running through here acting like fucking cave people. People coming in off the streets, going into the kitchen. Like, that's the health department. Shut you down for that. I turned yeah. out not paying for my beers. We walked right out of there. Yeah. And then we went to the Mexican restaurant, sat down at the bar with a bartender that we know and like, and drank a couple of beers and had a good time. Yeah. So... Everybody avoid Applebee's. It's not fancy like. <laughs> when I was in the states, we I used to uh, I used to go to ninety nine a lot. Ninety nine, yeah, ninety nine. Never heard of it. You never, never. Maybe it doesn't exist no more. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> anyways, no, it was a chain restaurant. I'm pretty sure. Hold on a second. It's probably a northern or regional type thing. But. And it would be the reason we would love Applebee's to be good is, you know, I hunt in my backyard. Like I'm, I got all the swamp. I mean, a lot of people have seen my backyard from the live videos and stuff and me getting carried away by the swamp birds. But, uh, if we go the other way out of my neighborhood, there's a main road. It's about two miles through the neighborhood, but we can take all the zigzags and cuts and turns and we can literally turn into the side entrance of Applebee's without ever hitting the main road. Yeah. Man, that'd be so cool if that was a good place to go. You can go there and <laughs> sit at the bar half the night and never have to hit a main road on the way home. Take the trail back. Yeah. yeah I'd drive the damn tractor up there. We used to have a bar in town here, and uh, you'd park in the back, and the trail's right there, and it brings you right to my house. <laughs> that little trail I take to go Get my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They used to bring you right to the bar. Well, that's convenient. Yeah, it is. Good stuff. Yeah. I love my house, though, man, right where it's at. Um, we got to get some trees taken out of there, though. So we got four hickory trees in our yard. Ooh. I don't know if you've ever been hit by a falling hickory nut. No. They come down with a vengeance. <laughs> so the hood of my wife's truck looks like a big old fat lady's butt with all them dimples in it from where these nuts just been beating it up for the past three years. And it finally took her windshield out. Oh shit. Yeah. So we got to get these trees gone and I just got my new truck and I'm having to park like way up in the corner sideways. Cause I don't want my new truck ending up looking like that, you know? And luckily, cause my old one did luckily when they took it on trade, they didn't pay that much attention. They'll probably just auction it off or whatever. Yeah, probably. But yeah, tree work is freaking expensive too. Holy crap. 
my neighbor had one taken down in her yard a couple weekends ago, and uh, they had a friend do it. And the tree had like a big fork in it, maybe at like six feet off the ground. Right. So there's like half of that tree on our yard, like on our property, hanging over the fence, and because it was right along the fence, the other half was hanging towards her yard. So uh, they cut that half. You know, everything fell good, and everything's fine. So uh, when it came to cutting our half on our end, he's like, oh, I'll just climb up on the ladder and step on the fence and, uh, you know, I'll cut it up a little bit higher and everything's going to fall clear of the fence. Well, uh, buddy, what do you think happened? <laughs> Tree landed on the fence. Buddy had his foot on the ladder and on the fucking fence. He took a dive. Wow. Fence t- yeah, the fence took a dive, too. Damn. But, uh, yeah, I had to fix the fence. So mine, normally, if it was any other tree, the one that we got to get cut down, obviously, is the one dropping nuts in the driveway. Any of the other ones, I could just cut down. You know what I mean? I cut it down and cut it up myself. That one's way too risky. Well, it's we got a fence. It's like the fence is on one side, and then the edge of our carport is on the other side of it, and then there's a barn gate behind it, and then kind of the, the road area in front of it, which is where the power lines are. So there's no direction to to drop the tree. They're going to have to go yeah. up in a bucket truck and have it professionally done. Yeah, they're going to have to just kind of like cut down sections and lower them. Yeah, top it off. Yep. So That's uh, what they should have done here. And there's like another big pine tree right between the houses, like covers both our houses pretty much. Like it's huge. And she's like, yeah, well, next year we're going to have that one cut down. And then my father's like, yeah, I hope somebody's going to be paid to cut that one down <laughs> Damn. yeah literally sitting right over the corner of my father's house so you and your dad live close together uh we own rental properties we uh we have one two three four apartments and three buildings and uh i rent out one of the apartments but they're all on the same property oh okay cool it's where I was brought up. You know, my father was brought up as well, too. Grandparents bought the neighbor's house at one point when all the kids were gone. So they gave the other house to my dad. And then when they passed away, my dad got the other house, too. So Well, cool. Then he had his house neighboring theirs. So yeah, The reason I was asking, that I live pretty close to my parents, too. I think it's right about four miles. Right on. And my dad calls me constantly. I love my dad. Yeah. But he's getting old. And... um he he's 64 i think so he ain't real old yet but he's getting to that point where he doesn't put in you know 40 50 years of hard work on his body yeah and he's just he ain't able to do the things that he once could do same thing as my old man yeah. he's shot and i mean shot. his knees are just like destroyed but yeah. uh i mean my dad's done construction like heavy equipment stuff and all that his whole life and when it first started, I guess, going downhill, he damn near hurt himself to keep from asking for help. Yeah, that's how they are. Now he don't care. He's like, I can't do this. Come over here and do this. So he calls me constantly needing something, and I'm happy to help every last single time. But uh, Well, they just, they just yelled down the, 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 the way on the stairway to the basement if they need me. Because they literally live upstairs. Oh, really? <laughs> basement apartment here. Well, there you go. 
got a house and then we got a duplex. Well, it's a two-story apartment. Oh, okay, cool. So you you live in the holler. That's what they say in the mountains, right? Yeah, and the cellar. In the, oh, yeah, the cellar. In the yeah. mountains, they call it a holler because if you oh, need yeah. something, you just holler. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I fucking... I was pretty much brought up here. This is when the shit hit the fan with the ex, what, seven years ago, maybe eight. I left her the house and bounced and then ended up back here, like, temporarily in and out, jumping around. So I've been here and what now? Say four years straight. Yeah. Well, if it works, it works, you know? Yeah, it was just in the meantime there, until I could get this whole business thing figured out and because, you know, I obviously want my own place, my own piece of land, my own everything, you know, have yeah. my shop. Of course. Yeah. My house is kind of ideal for the work that we do because it's it's in a, it's in a neighborhood, and it's convenient to town. I, mean, I can be at a Kroger. That's a grocery store. Okay. And uh, less than five minutes, probably three minutes, if I hit the main road, because all I got to do yeah. is hit the main road and cross it, and Kroger's right there in the parking lot. Or I can go the other way and I can be in a deer stand dead silent, you know, deer hunting. But the thing is, my house is only three bedrooms and I've got two boys and one girl. So me and my wife got a bedroom. The boys got a room. The girls got a room. And uh, that's all fine and good for now. But, you know, once everybody starts growing up and getting bigger, they're not going to want to share rooms. No, probably not. And uh, I'm just, I'm looking at it long term. Like, is this going to be a forever home type deal? You know what I mean? Yeah, suitable. Yeah. And the thing is, too, uh, all three of my children are with my ex-wife. Yeah. So my current wife doesn't, I mean, she's their stepmom. They all call her mom, all that kind of good stuff. But she doesn't technically have any children of her own. And every now and then I'm starting to catch little hints <laughs> I don't want another fucking snot nose heathen running around. I don't <laughs> like kids. I don't want kids. There. <laughs> I mean, I I deal with mine. I love mine because I built them. Uh, I don't even call them kids. I call them cum pets. They're something, dude. Yeah, <laughs> they, they are something. And I straight told my wife, like, look, if you want kids, baby, I understand. That is completely fine. I said, you can have children. I'm not going to stop you from doing that. I will happily divorce you so that you can find someone to have kids with, you know, and we can be friends. So <laughs> she didn't like that idea, but I'm sure she did it. Yeah. Man, where, where is this podcast gone? I thought we talked about shops and knives and shits and giggles. Dude, last week it was damn Tesla's and. Fucking, what do we talk about? Weird shit. Losing okay, weight. Golly. All right, let's bring it back to the shop. Guess what else I got? Dude. I know what I got. <laughs> I know what you got. Shit. I picked, t- up another, I picked up another anvil yesterday. Well, I know you did. Tell me about that one. All I saw was a picture. I'm sitting here racking my brain trying to figure out something I can tell you I got. <laughs> I ain't got nothing. I got to stop spending money, like on especially on anvils, because now I have four. 
So, but like I said, if I, I just got a plan in my head with this business, you know, it's a, it's a project that I could get going maybe is start teaching classes, you know, and have that be a part of my project into getting into a bigger shop, you know, would be my, uh, my doorway there. So, uh, I want to get that bigger, uh, shop. I want to get more anvils. I want to get more grinders and I want to teach people how to blacksmith and make knives. So that's why I picked up another anvil yesterday and I got a killer deal on it. You can't, can't pass on a deal like that. What? I can't hear you, Jason. I can't hear you at all. Uh-oh. Oh, there you go. Okay, good. I muted myself to cough and just never undid it because you were going. Okay. But anyway, oh, well, then. what about the anvil itself? Like, What kind is it? How big is it? It seems to be uh, like they're, it's been beat to hell. Like they punched the shit out of it. But uh, the face is nice. Uh, it seems to be a mouse hole, I think. And uh, the the weight is, like, I'd say, around 110, I think it is. It's a bit smaller than my 125. That's a good-sized chunk of steel. Yeah, no, it's it's nice, and it works nice, too. I used it today, and uh, I enjoyed it. It actually takes up less space. You know, it's easier to get around in the shop than my big 150-pound anvil. Have you looked into, I know you are talking about classes, and I've had a, a handful of people, not a ton, probably three or four, ask me for classes, you know, not other knife makers, but just people around here that would want to learn a little bit about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you looked into, like, the insurance and the waivers and regulations? Like, how would that work if someone came over there and just fucked themselves all the way up in your shop? Not responsible of accidents and have them sign the waiver. So just as simple as a, a waiver. I mean, it seems like a lawyer would be all about getting around that. No, there's shit that I've seen. You know, you know, it's, can't be worse than anything else. Like joining a downhill mountain bike competition or a snowboard competition where you're risking breaking your neck. You know, yeah, that's true. And you can't sue the establishment because you have to sign a waiver. So. Yeah, that makes sense when you put it out of way. I, don't know. I never thought about it, but I'm sh- wait. Listen, I'm sure it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a million ways to die in a knife shop, and a sharp knife is the last option on the list. With all the equipment and all the bullshit that we do, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, no. There's just so much, like I said, I've been looking into all this shit lately, and that's why, like I said, I just everything aside from orders is being done lately. Yeah. And uh, I got to get back to my orders and focus on that. But like I said, making it a business is is quite the hustle, man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's always something to do. You know, I got tomorrow I got some fucking reports to pull out and all that so I could – provide them with numbers yeah you know they need this shit here because uh if i don't comply to their demands uh they could cut me off if they want yeah you know so it's like all right so i ain't gonna fuck off on my first round you know so obviously gotta get that done so i gotta get these numbers out and get that taken care of and you know they're asking me for everything i gotta take keep track of my hours. I was like, well, last time I did that, I almost fucking just gave up because I saw that I put in almost a hundred hours that week and I didn't make that much money. Right. 
you know, so I was like, I don't like to count hours as an artist. Like, well, you're gonna have to keep track of something. It was like, well, listen, I work every day. Is that good enough? Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, that hour thing, man, there's a million different ways to look at that. Like that Ninja Turtle set. I got paid real good for that set. But when I was paid, I had what, three hours into it. So, I mean, like that's lots and lots and lots per hour, but the project's not done yet. You know, I don't know how many hours I'm going to have into it. No, you don't. So, I mean, something could happen. I could have to start two out of four over, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've started knives after giving them a price and being paid for it and be like, oh shit. You know, they got a good deal on this one. Right. Much. And it happens, you know, and it's probably one of the reasons why I have a lot of blades out there. You know, that I pushed out a lot of blades in the past 20 months is because my prices are fair, I find, you know, because if my prices were market price, say, for a custom made knife, I probably wouldn't have sold as many knives because there's a lot of people around here that wouldn't have been able to afford those knives. But what what would you call market price for the style? Because well, I, th- like I think the, me and you do kind of like the same style. Inch blade, like a hunting five inch blade, like a you know camp hunting knife, whatever. Right. You know, with uh, liners and uh, matching pins and uh, stabilized wood, no sheath. You know, uh, four hundred bucks. That's okay. Canadian. That's not expensive. That's not an expensive knife, you know, because I see guys putting simple fucking black G10 handled blades out there for $400, you know? Yeah. Whereas a G10, you could get uh, four handles out of a sheet for <laughs> 30 bucks. Yeah. Whereas a uh, stabilized wood, you're paying 40 bucks for one handle. Yeah. And it um, could be could be more than that, too, depending on what yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I'm working on this one that I forged out the other day, and it's a hidden tang, and I pulled out one of my blocks that I had made especially for me. You know, it's not something he had. I asked for this block, so he made it. Right. I got it, and I paid for it. And I'm putting it on this knife that's going to be available, and it's going to be sick, you know, but it's not going to be my knife. Yeah. I have to and I have to get over that because I had literally had made that block, had that block made for something I would make myself, you know. Yeah. But it, it just goes too good with that blade, so. I still, to this day, have never made a knife for myself. I've got some knives that belong to me yeah, that I made, but it's because something's wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was some kind of, like, a little warp or a grind, a plunge line went crooked or something stupid. Yep. And I, I still have never made a knife for myself. One of these days, maybe. But, oh, I did get something new this week. I ain't got it yet, but I ordered it. So uh, the Ninja Turtle knives, they all come with sheaths. Yes. And uh, so I've done some sheath work. You've seen on the Instagram where I've done a little bit of of sheath work. Now, the sheaths that I have done have came out really good, but at the same time, they're extremely simple. On this round, they all have to have belt clips. That way you can actually wear it. The ones I've been doing are for like kitchen knives, and it's, essentially an edge guard yeah and it comes around the handle enough just to give it something to clip onto you know to lock it in a little bit so i gotta learn how to put an edge or a a belt clip on a sheath seems pretty simple in theory 
But we, yeah, I've, I've spent some time on YouTube this week. Um, so I ordered three or four different kinds of them, you know, four of each, depending on what kind I come up with. But uh, the last sheath that I did, it came out great. I had to redo it twice because of just shit that I did. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But it it came out really good. And, man, when I got done with it, it's it's funny doing Kydex because when you first start it, it looks like, it, I mean, it just looks like a, a turd. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, it just it looks like a poop. It's just stupid looking. But once you get the rivets in and you cut the shape, you're getting somewhere. Yeah. And it, it's each little step, it just starts coming to life a little bit more each time. And so when I got the last one done, I took it to the grinder, my broadback grinder. And um, I started working up through the grits. I started out at, uh, I think I had a 120 belt on there. And so I I put that on there just to kind of clean it up and, and do the little notch up by the where your finger would grab it. Yeah. And I took it up to 220 with, uh, I used Phoenix Abrasives belts. And, uh, man, it just, it cleaned it up so nice. And took it to the buffer, and it was like one piece. You know what I mean? Like we were talking about earlier with doing the angle grinder on your edges. Yeah. It just, I think they call it varnished, not varnished, uh, something similar to that. Varnished. Bur- burnished? Something like that, yeah. I, I know they do it with leather to where it looks like there's no yeah. seam. But it came out so good, dude, after I buffed it. But um, those Phoenix Abrasives belts went right right through that stuff like it was designed for it. I mean, them belts were... Huh? Whose belts? It's Phoenix Abrasives belts. And, uh, you, Who are you, Phoenix Abrasives? Well, if you want them, you can find them online. Uh, actually, they're your one-stop shop for all of your abrasives needs. And you can find them online at www.phoenixabrasives.com forward slash shop. Enter the code promo code. What? What? <laughs> I got carried away. Don't look, don't look at me when you're saying I know, that. dude. <laughs> I'm trying to look at me, but I see you over there cracking up, dick. But uh, <laughs> now use that promo code uh, HUSTLE10 at checkout and get 10% all. 10% off. I, I told you, man, I'm losing my brain. 10% off your total order. And, uh, yeah, the, that came out good. And I'm excited to get a belt clip on one. Uh, I've done one with a belt loop before. Yeah. But what I did is I cut a piece of, uh, I had some wood in the shop, just little strips of things, one by, one by fours or whatever. And um, I cut a piece of it two inches wide and, I don't know, four or five inches long, whatever. But I went to the table saw and I ripped it down to about three-sixteenths thick and just to kind of simulate the size of a belt. Yeah. And I just cut, when I cut the Kydex out, I cut a long tab coming off the backside and I used yeah. that to wrap over it. So it was all in there. It worked and it was secure, but I didn't like, cause you know, Kydex is only textured on one side. Okay. So on the inside of the sheath, it's just yeah. as smooth as it can be. So when that so tab got bent over, the top of it was smooth. It didn't match match the rest and i just i didn't like that you know what i mean but uh i'm sure there's a way actually if you was to think about it to texture that because it's kind of yeah because i mean it's a thermoform which means you know you form it with heat and then it holds where it cools so 
if you could, I wonder if you got a piece of Kydex and put the smooth side against the textured side and just heated them up flat and put them in the press, if it would essentially texture both sides of one of them. Mm. You know what I mean? I wonder if the texture would transfer. Je ne sais pas. Huh? <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> French. Yeah. We're, uh, je, je ne sais pas. Yeah, we're all North Americans here, but uh, I don't know that language. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. I just looked at the cameras over here. It is getting dark outside. I know, dude. It's fucking nuts. It's killing me. I, I hate, hate this time of the year. I do, too. I hate it so bad. So my, uh, like, like I enjoy winter, but this time, like this transition part to winter, it kills me. Yeah. It kills me every time. Well, I'm just going to throw this out here right quick. My wife does not listen to this podcast. I have actually listened to a couple of them in the, in the car with her. She had no clue what she was listening to. Well, it's she just don't she simply don't give a fuck. She goes to sleep when they come on. But um I'm gonna give her some props right quick in case she ever does decide to listen to it. I went to a little craft fair thing with her yesterday in Macon. That's town up the road. And uh it's called Christmas Made in the South. And it's like a blade show, but instead of cool shit, it's dumb shit. <laughs> and Everything in there was like bows and wreaths and just everything was monogrammed. Like everything had the monogrammed initials on it. And she kept looking at me like, we can go ahead and go if you want to. I'm like, no, babe, it's fine. Come on, let's walk. I understood how she feels at Blade Show. And I really, <laughs> I gained some respect for her. She loves going to Blade, but she likes the pit. She wants yeah. to party. When it comes to walk around looking at knives, she don't give a half a damn. How much impresses her at that point? No. She does like shopping for handle material for me, though. She'll stock me up pretty good. Oh, speaking of handle material, bud, do you see? Guess what else I got? No, oh, what else did you get? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so fucked. Anyways, uh, I, got, uh, I got a mail call today from uh, David. The new owner of True North Micarta. Okay. I saw that, dude. Yeah, up here in Canada. He makes a uh, fire hose Micarta and burlap Micarta and stuff like that. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, a uh, denim Micarta. Anyways, it does blocks. Uh, I don't know if David's going to be doing, uh, if David's going to be doing the, the, the stabilized wood, but I know uh, Rob, who had it prior to David, did an amazing product as well, too. But anyways, I got seven sets of scales from him today in the mail, and uh, some uh, camel burlap. It was so fucking nice with some hot uh, lime green liner, like fire hose liner. That's what I was gonna ask you, man, because I, I saw that picture you put up. I think you did a story. Yeah, yeah. A liner yeah. in my carta. That's intense. Yeah. I don't think I've it, seen that before. Everything's but no, dude. His his products are. I'd gotten, like I said, I'd gotten several blocks of wood, like quite a few from uh, from Rob back in the day, and he had some liners, like black fabric with a fire hose and then black fabric, and, you know, and they'd fucking press it and make one-inch thick liners, mm-hmm. and I had gotten some of that off of him, you know, and it, it's it's nice to work with, and it's, it's different, you know, 
but uh, it doesn't finish the same. You know, you got to use CA glue on your shit to make everything because the fire hose is fibrous no matter what. Right. Like, you got to do it right, you know, so there's a way to do it. And uh, so I was uh, I was looking through his site after that switched over and uh, David got different ways of making his stacks where he's adding more colors and that's where he caught my attention you know it's obviously there's this stack that looks like uh rastafari and like the rasta colors yeah yeah i like uh, it yeah there's one that it's a white burlap with uh blue resin the epoxy is blue so that looks fucking wicked with the uh, hot green liner inside of that fire hose liner so uh it's pretty it's like i said it's pretty interesting he's got some nice product yeah but, i've uh, got I'll uh, send you a picture of my uh my stack they're the whole fucking seven sets there <laughs> damn well send one this way i'll take you my address yeah um yeah i actually picked up some fire hose not long ago i got like a i don't know probably 15 foot section of it and just for that I think I yeah. talked about it before. My brother's a firefighter, and I'm going to make some knives for his two boys. Well, I've seen people make sheaths with fire uh, fire hose. Yeah, that involves sewing and all that, and uh, yeah, not for me. So not your jam. Not my jam. Let's get ready to wrap this thing up, man. It's getting late, and uh, I still got to sit here and do the description and the publishing and all this kind of stuff, and. Uh, Make sure it gets out tomorrow morning for all of your listening pleasures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. I my uh, my transmission is shot today. I'm in a low gear. Yeah. Stuff. Hey, that's all right. As long as as long as you got the old granny grunt. Yeah. So, all right, you good to wrap it up? <coughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, go right ahead. All right, man. This is Jason Hartwell coming at you with Nick Tobin saying thank you for listening to the Hustle and Grind podcast. Tune in again next week for another solid hour of absolute fucking bullshit. Till then, keep on hustling and keep on grinding. Peace out.